welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. My message this morning is Kingdom Women. Now, men, calm down. You had your turn last week. (laughs) And if you missed it, it was Kingdom of Men, and I would encourage you, go back and listen to it. And actually, if you're a mother here of men, of young men, you're raising young men, please go back and listen to that podcast. It's well worth the listen. But ladies, we are speaking to you this morning. And men, I'm actually glad that you're here. Um, I really hope that you lean in and, and just understand some truths that are in the kingdom of God. Bring up this scripture, which is Matthew 6.10, which it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Psalms 103, which reads, the Lord established his throne in the heavens and his democracy means that we all get a say in how everything runs. Is that what it says? No? We're paying attention? No. It reads, the Lord has established his throne and in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. We were just singing, his kingdom reigns. So the kingdom of God is not a democracy. And we understand democracy because we live in a democratic world. We live in what, a democratic nation. And democracy is a little bit about we the people elect. It brings about this do as I say and give me what I want or we'll just give you the boot, just kick you on out. And if I'm honest, I don't see a lot of respect or honour within this process. I'm not saying that democracy is bad for our nation. If you don't get people trying to control the government, you get the government trying to control people, you know, with communism and it's a mess. But what I am saying is that the kingdom of God is not a democracy. His ways have been established. His kingdom has been established. In any kingdom, you've got customs, traditions, ways, structure, posts, ranks, roles and responsibilities, titles, armies, and belonging, I am a part of the Commonwealth. So the kingdom of God is already established and you can trust it because it doesn't change. I wanna highlight in here, there are laws that are in place in God's kingdom that just are. No matter how you feel about them, no matter how you want it to be, no matter how much you wish it was some other way, there are certain things that just are. It's a little bit like gravity, okay? If you throw an egg off a building, no matter how much you want that thing to levitate, it's going to smash on the ground. If you've got a boiling water and you put your hand inside of it, it's going to get burnt. Now, it might seem like silly illustrations. I'm just trying to show you that there are certain things and certain laws in place that just are. And whilst in the kingdom of God, you might not see a ripple effect as clearly as a smashed egg or a burnt hand, but we do see the ripple effect of whether we're doing things God's way or whether we're doing things our way. I've got two points this morning. Uh, First is understand your value. Ladies, we need to understand our value. Now, I'm going to go there, but first I want to show you something in God's word. If we bring up this scripture... In Genesis 3.16, now you should have three um, up here or when it comes up. I'm going to lead with Genesis 3.16. 
And it says, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply the pain of your childbearing. Thank you, God. In <laughs> Moving on. In sorrow, you shall go forth and bring forth children. And here we go. And your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, if we have a look at this scripture here, I know it says that he shall rule over you, but it's, it's, they, they tried to give an explanation of an overreaching what it meant, but it's missing it. The word there actually means in you. He rules in you. And if you have a look at these other scriptures here, you'll notice that that Hebrew word is demonstrated in those other scriptures, and it's also the word in you. So what does it mean when a man rules in us? This means that when a woman sexually connects with a man, he rules in her. He rules her heart. He has a type of dominion there. Like it or not, it's actually just the way that it is. This is also amoral, which means this can be done beautifully. This can be done godly, the way that he has designed it to be for you, or this can be extremely ugly and very ungodly. Like it or not, this is just how it is. Whether we want it or not, it's just how it is. He rules there. It's why ladies get so, so hurt when a man will come and have sex with them and then just take off. When this is ungodly, it's actually a really unkind ruler of your heart. And no matter how much you try and be independent of it, it's just there. No matter how many TV series you watch, or movies you watch to try and normalize the behavior, you're like, mm, it's still here. There's still a dominion there. There's still a rulership there. I don't understand it. I don't want it. Get it away. And no matter how much you wish it away or how many words you throw about it, it just is. It's just there. Hollywood will scream at you, you know, all power to you, like it's some kind of trophy. You have self-help books, meditation, laughing with your friends, burying yourself in work, deciding, oh, you know, it's actually what I wanted. But the truth is, is that biblically speaking, according to God's word, there's a rulership there. As much as we might not, as much as we don't want it, or we just wanna wish it away, there's this connection there, there's a, there's a dominion in your heart. When this is left unhealed, it is the unkindest ruler of your heart. It will govern your emotions, your decisions. It will follow you into every new relationship, governs your reactions. You're either kind of left to carry this thing with you everywhere you go, or you just completely close off your heart, you know, as a means to try and protect it from being hurt again, which doesn't actually work, by the way. This is not the way God designed it for you. For some of you, this might have been taken from you in the cruelest of ways. And if you have been sexually abused here, I'm really sorry. I truly am. If you have been robbed of this, you can find wholeness again in Jesus. You really can. You see, because God never meant for us to be hurt by this. It's actually supposed to be a beautiful picture of a husband and a wife modeled after how Christ loved the church and gave up everything for her. You see, God actually purposed it so that if you give your body to a man, 
it should cost him everything. It should cost him everything. Men, are you hearing this? This will be very hard for you to understand because it's actually very, very different for you. You have a different experience uh, than women do. We were created differently and what you go through in this process is extremely different to what women will experience. If you have sex with a woman who is not your wife, not only will, I mean, you rob your own authority, it says that in Proverbs, you give your strength away, Proverbs 31.3, just for those who are wanting to know. But when you do that, you actually leave a trail of destruction that I'm going to be honest, a lot of women actually don't recover from. But ladies, we are daughters of the king. We're daughters of the king. And if a man wants you, him committing everything to you, it's actually what we're worth. And some of us honestly just don't understand what we're worth. I was speaking to my dad-in-law, he came and spent some time with us this week. He's a wonderful Christian counsellor, and he had this to say. He said, if you see yourself as a toad, you'll go off and you'll find yourself a toad. If you see yourself as a princess, you'll go off and you'll find a prince. This is an issue of how we value ourselves. How do you see yourself? This next statement is not actually going to speak to everyone in the room. But have you ever just raised your head for a minute and asked yourself, why? Why do I keep lending these toads? Why do I keep attracting these men, these dodgy donkeys that really don't treat me right? This is a value issue on it. <laughs> Perhaps it's because... You no longer value yourself. Maybe a man took up residence there when he wasn't supposed to. But kingdom women, I have the best news for you. You see, Jesus purposed him out. Let's try that again. Jesus purposed himself to take up rulership within our heart. In Ephesians 3.17 says, Jesus will rule in our hearts. Through faith, Jesus will take up residence in our hearts. He will rule there in faith. And when you start to get your head around the fact that we are daughters of a king, you will begin to understand your true worth. The bride of Christ, who paid the highest price for you because he valued that highly. You see, Jesus is our king and we are his bride. You've got to understand your worth. You have to understand the price that he paid for you. Your rank, your position. We are queens, princesses in the most glorious, powerful kingdom that ever was and ever will be. You have to understand your worth. Understand who we are because of whose we are. Understand who you are because of whose you are. When you begin to get your head around this and start to understand your worth, it becomes possible to be a woman of great authority. And that's a lot of fun. Which brings me to my second point, which is women of authority. I want to pick it up in Matthew 8, 5 to 13. Can you grab me a drink, please? Thank you. Authority. Hmm? <laughs> 
already at work. <laughs> Women of authority. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers, sorry, he's a man under authority and having soldiers under him. This was a man of great authority. If you want authority in your life, you actually have to understand authority. This man looked at Jesus and went, I see this process. I see how this pattern, how it works. You're the man of the greatest authority. And because he was a man who lived in authority with servants under him and people above him, he's like, I understand how it works. He goes and tells this servant to do this and they go and do it. He goes and tells this one, come and they come. He was a man of great authority. But if you want authority in your life, you have to understand authority. See, the thing about the centurion is because he understood this pattern and process, he trusted it. Even Jesus used the words in there, I've not seen so much faith. There was a trust there in this pattern and in this process. So, ladies, I have a question for you. Do we trust God? Like, really? Do we trust his ways? Can we bring up the next scripture, please? In Ephesians 5.22, It reads, submit one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands, to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. It's like if there were ever a scripture you just kind of wanted to rip up and just go, right? Why would I go there and bring this stupid thing up? It's like, it's where we want to go. Hey, it's how you feel about it. When you hear wives submit, it's like, it just brings up all of these... I don't want to submit. I hate that. Unless you understand its true power. Oh, what do you mean submission's a place of power? If they're, okay. In that particular scripture, you have got the word hypotoso. It's actually, is that how you say it? It doesn't matter. It's a military word. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Does anyone hear Greek? It doesn't matter. <laughs> If you are, I'm sorry. So it's a military term, and it means it's to give you the best formation to have victory over an enemy. Okay. Single ladies, you have the ultimate king of all kings to submit to. Perfection itself. Jesus is absolutely perfect. Congratulations. Married ladies... (laughs) <laughs> we have a slightly less fractured version of Jesus to contend with. <laughs> Just slightly. Hypotoso, which is our military term. It's actually not about to fight to see who is the boss. This is a strategy for success so you can win. See, we're actually supposed to be women and men of authority. We're supposed to win at this. And we've got a perfect king and he's given us a rank and it's your strategy for success. 
Can you imagine if you've got a group of people in an army and, you know, the governing whatever has come over and looked at the group and gone, right, you need to go and take this battle and you've got to win. So he comes in, assesses the situation and goes, okay, you here, looks at the strength and he puts everyone in rank to go out and to win the battle. Can you imagine if they just sat there and had spent the whole time bickering over who was the boss, even though it was already said? They'd be taken out before they even had a chance to leave the door. It's a position of strength when you understand this. This is a place of, it brings about strength. It is your strategy from a very perfect king who know he's seen it all. He's seen the process. He understands how it works and he's trying to make sure that you do become that position of authority. But the thing is, is that if we don't understand identity and we don't understand who we are because of whose we are, we will look at this through sort of fractured eyes. We'll view submission as less than, as, oh no, it means my husband gets control over me, which it doesn't. That's not what submission is. This is not about control. It's not about control. But if you've got a warped sense of identity, you'll have a warped sense of how you view this. You'll either think I'm less than, or not as important as, instead of understanding this is a power position to make sure that we go out and we win. God actually wants us to be winners, a powerhouse, men and women of great authority. I, I don't know how to stress to you, ladies, that this is actually a position of authority. The best way, like if, if a husband is here and a wife is here, that's still a position of authority. You know, John actually likens this to a CEO and a board of directors, with the husband being the CEO and the wife as the board of directors. So, but the last time I checked, like a, a manage, she manages everything. Um, a board of directors still holds a very hefty weight of responsibility and has to outwork several things within the home. Paul actually supports this in five, uh, sorry, in one Timothy five verses fourteen, where he encourages women to actually be managers of their household. It's still an important role. So if the man's here and the woman's here, she's still everything under that household is still within her authority. And if you look at Proverbs 31, you know, the biblical hero, that lady that we all look up to and go, I want to be her, she was a woman of authority. She feared God, is a bringer of good and value, a worker, a provider, a manager of people and her household. She was a businesswoman, a planner, strong, skilled in her trade and generous with the poor and needy who depend on her. Does that sound like somebody without any authority in their life? She was a boss. I want to be her. I want to be as strong as that. I don't like soy milk either. This is great. She was amazing. She was a woman of authority. I want to take you to a video now. Let's hear what our beautiful Soraya has to say about this and what she's learned. My name's Soraya, I'm from City Point North and Rachel has asked me to give a little testimony about how God has uh, shaped my marriage through his word. Um, since beginning to study his word a bit deeper, um, 
I've come to the realization about what God has actually asked of me in my marriage as a wife. Um, before, for a little bit of context, um, I struggled a lot with the notion of submission um, and what God was actually asking me to do. I often thought of it as something where I would just be saying okay and yes blindly um, and still having these feelings of unsurety and anxiousness surrounding the situation. Um, God really led us into a season where we had a really big decision that we had to make and we were me and my husband were at different ends of how we were going to make that decision um, and this went on for a few weeks before we finally came to a bible study um, and the topic in that bible study was about submission um, and I sat in awe throughout that whole um, bible study session about what God was saying to me and what the Holy Spirit was revealing to me um, in that moment Ephesians 5 21 spoke to me about submitting to one another in reverence of Christ. Um, I realized that what God was asking me to do was not to step out and let my husband control every decision and every aspect of our lives, but to step out in faith and trust in him, in him alone, um, out of our reverence for Christ. I took that decision that um, we were at odds at, left it in my husband's hands because I knew he spoke to God, he hears God, and I watched that shift happen in my marriage. I watched the Holy Spirit come in and allow this um, awakening in my husband and awakening in myself and our marriage, and I watched God's trust and his faith just fall over us, and it was the biggest revelation that we had in our marriage, and it really helped us to form a foundation in the trust that we have for the Lord now. Yeah. Isn't she beautiful? To hear that when she said that actually she had to trust God in this, you see, we're like, oh, you know, I've got to trust my husband with this. But ultimately, in, when we come back to that verse in Ephesians, it was just do this as unto the Lord. Like, you've got to trust God. This is an ultimate act of submission unto God and just finding yourself within his ways. But this brought about strength. It was a position of strength that actually brings strength to your marriage. But I did notice something else that Soraya had to say in there. Musos, can I get you to come up here, please? See, she's like, well, I trusted that my husband hears from God. And so I knew that he would probably make the right decision. That's so nice for her, right? <laughs> what if, what if you trust God and your husband makes the wrong decision? What if he gets it wrong? See, I've got this lovely specimen of a husband right here. He's all right. Practically perfect in almost all of his ways. Almost. See, he and I have our own story with our own thing that we are, we're definitely at opposite ends on. And so we had this situation where I had to trust him and he made a decision, if I'm being honest, he made the wrong one. It was like the worst ever. And I found myself in this situation. I'm like, God, I trusted you. I did it your way. I'm living in submission and he made it and he fully got it wrong. It totally hurt me. I'm like, this this is the worst. Anyway, and I'm just praying to the Holy Spirit and he speaks these very comforting words to me. I want you to forgive him and never bring it up again. Seriously? 
this is just, this doesn't work. If ever I had a reason just to throw that thing out, ignore that scripture, Bible's progressed past this scripture, hasn't it? It's progressive, isn't it? No? And I wanted just to ignore it, except for this niggling little annoying thing in my heart that trusted God in his ways. So I forgave him in my heart and I never brought it up again, except with all of you people here right now. (laughs) A couple of months later, John came to me and he just went, I really messed up there, didn't I? He just had this amazing revelation from God and he went, I made the wrong decision. Because I really hurt you, didn't I? I went, yeah, you did. I went, it's okay. And then he noticed that I had not spent the last couple of months punishing him for that. It instantly deepened our relationship. What it also did is then we had a bit of a conversation as to why he made that decision. Highlighted just a small fracture, a little bit of brokenness in his heart. It's amazing when we do things God's way, it kind of shines a torch on the, the fractures. It brings them to the surface and it's supposed to. He wants us, kingdom men and women, thriving, living strong, living in authority, having marriages that smash it out there. It's supposed to highlight the fractures. So go get the healing and then get back to having a killer marriage, which is what we did. 23 years strong next week. We're gonna celebrate, he's gonna go and buy me seven Xanadu plants. Just a suggestion, honey. you've got to understand it it brought about strength if you trust God yes sometimes it's going to hurt yes sometimes there's a cost but if you trust God if you just trust his ways it's going to bring about strength within your life there are exceptions to what I've been talking about this morning there really are If you're in an abusive situation, I'd actually really encourage you to go and seek professional help. And this is not about submitting to control. But ladies, I'd really urge you not to make the exception the rule. Don't make the exception the rule. Husbands, you're called to lead your families, not control them, lead them. Actually, if you want to know what it takes to rule in her heart, the responsibility, I hope you walk away from this and understand you have a responsibility with this. God fiercely wants to protect this. He feels very strongly about how this inner female is treated. It's a heavy responsibility. To actually rule here, it requires you loving her, having grace for her, personal sacrifice, helping. It's actually to build her throughout working the fruits of the Spirit, which is to suffer long, bring peace and protection, joy, kindness, gentleness, being faithful and having self-control, just to name a few. Ladies, my kingdom women, do you know your worth? 
Do you know who you are because of whose you are? Do you trust God? Do you trust that He's good? Because I promise you He's good and He has your best interest at heart. Let's pray. God, we just thank you that you are a good King. And Jesus, we just bring it all before you, God. Our brokenness, our strengths, our misunderstandings and confusions. Lord God, I just pray, Father, that you continue to take us on a journey, Lord. God, where the great exchange happened, Father, where we give you our brokenness, Lord, for your restoration, Lord. Jesus, for areas that need healing, God, that you would just come in like a flood and wash over us, Father, and bring restoration to our hearts, Lord. God, in marriages, Lord, we just pray that you just deepen your strategies within our hearts, God, that we can go on and thrive in you, thrive in your kingdoms, Lord. Be king of our lives, Father. We just surrender to you. Thanks, Greg. So good. Let's put our hands together. What an amazing word. You know, God is love. And so when we submit, when we come under His authority, what actually happens is we are filled with love. And I love that because we're filled with love for ourselves. And then it goes further in the Word of God and says to love others as we love ourselves. Can you see how... When we submit and come under the authority of God, who is the lover of our soul, He will fill you with such a strength. He will fill you with such an authority that you can now be a person for someone else, that you can bring an answer to someone else. I'm reminded in the, in the book of Matthew where Jesus said to His disciples, so who do people say that I am? And they said to Him, you know, oh, well, they think that you're an important person. They think that you're powerful you know, like John the Baptist. And then Jesus turned and said, yeah, but who do you say I am? And, and Peter replied and he said, well, I say that you're the Messiah, that you are Jesus Christ, that you are the Son of God. And today the, I, I ask you the same question. Who do you say that God is? See, for us to be able to say he is the Messiah, he's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is love. He wants to fill my life. He wants to heal me. He wants to make me strong and He wants to make me whole. For us to do that is to place Him in a place of authority, to position Him and to submit to His ways, the Word of God, and to, to proclaim in our lives that He is King of kings, that He is Lord. What an amazing word. To think on planet Earth in our day right now, we might call someone Lord. Lord of our lives. And so today I want to give to you that question. You've heard this amazing message and it's, it's powerful and focused towards women. But for all of us, when we come under the authority of God, God doesn't make you a man. To be a Christian, you have to be strong. Being a Christian isn't for wusses. <laughs> you know, to, to know who you are and whose you are isn't for wusses. To be able to say, I'm a son or I'm a daughter 
of God in your workplace or to your friend, wusses can't do that. You need to be strengthened. You need to know whose you are. Come on the authority of a Lord God Almighty. And when you do that, the Bible says the, to be first, you will be last. You know, in the world's eyes, they might see you as a wuss. But on that great day when Jesus comes again, He's going to come for you. And He's going to lift you up above this life and every circumstance. He will take your pain away. He will take your heartache away. He will declare you from the heavens that you are a son or a daughter of God. To be a Christian is the most amazing thing that could ever happen to someone. It transcends anything this world could offer. And it will bring such a passion and a love and an authority and a power into your world. Women, if you want to be a woman of authority and power, you want to be a Christian. You want to be a daughter of God. Men, if you want to be a man of authority in your world, dictating is not how you get that. Submitting to the Lord God Almighty is how you get that. So right now, I'm just going to ask if every eye could be closed. Today, I've asked that question, and if you would like to say, I, I want to declare that He is God, and I want to be filled with a love that could help me love myself and even love other people. If you would like that today, if you would like to place yourself under authority to submit yourself to the Lord God Almighty, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who will always be, who will come again for you. If you'd like to do that today, could you be bold in this moment? I won't embarrass anyone, but I do want you to just to lift your hand right now, if you could. And I just want to pray with you. I see your hand back there. I see your hand as well. Is there anyone out here today? Best decision you could possibly make. This isn't you giving away your strength. This is you picking up your strength. It's not, it's not giving away your life. This is how you pick up your life. This is how you get going again. Just once more, I just want to ask if you would like to make that decision today. Just looking around. Thank you, Lord God. Father God, I just pray for these two at the back. I thank you for their life. Such amazing people. God, I want to thank you for creating them. And I want to thank you for drawing them here today. Father, as they have come under submission and said, you know what, I don't understand all this, but I do believe that you are God. Father, I just pray that you would touch their worlds, that as today as they leave this place, that they would feel stronger than ever before. They aren't leaving alone anymore, but they leave with you in their hearts, with you around their lives, leading them. Father, I just pray right now for every obstacle in their world, would you begin to dissolve these things? before them and for them. Father, and with the Israelites as they went to the promised land, Father God, you won the battles for them as they would simply proclaim God over their situation. And Father, I pray for these two that as they go, you know what, I don't understand how to get out of this financial situation or 
to get out of these friendships and relationships and to get away from this world that I'm in. I just pray that you would win this battle for them and show them the pathway forward in Jesus' name. I solidify their salvation right now in Jesus' mighty name and we declare that you are King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the Son of God Almighty. Our every sin is forgiven from now forward in Jesus' mighty name. And we all shouted in this place, Amen.